Welcome to Activations with JJ, Ascension School, Part 5. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited to be with you today to do another Ascension School teaching. As you are the students and I get to teach, but also channel different guides that help us through this whole process. It is definitely a space of learning. And I hope that as you learn here, that you will be able to get intuition as well. And if you have anything that you've learned, in addition to what I have stated in this session, I would go ahead and just drop that in the comments section below if you're on YouTube. Thank you so much for participating in this environment. It's so fun to be able to expand our knowledge and expand our vocabulary. A lot of times when I go into sessions, I feel like that our vocabulary limits us a little bit if we don't already have a framework of certain things. And so if you ever do a session with me and you hear this, then you'll know sort of maybe what I'm talking about a little bit better. So today my goal is to talk a little bit about densities and how that relates to your soul evolution. And this does come from a chapter in Sal Rochelle's book, Earth Changes and Beyond, Messages from the Founders. This is chapter five. In addition to citing his book, I will also be bringing through just channeled messages myself. I don't necessarily think you're going to notice, but I'm just setting the intention that my higher self will guide me in the different comments and then the way I amplify and add to what we talk about in the book. So the first part of this book just talks about densities. I know a lot of people know and are familiar with the word 3D as it relates to the word three, third dimension. And a lot of us, when we're talking about where we're at and where the planet is at, we like to use the words 3D, 4D, 5D. The first thing that I want to make sure you know and understand is that our human mind, as I've, I talked about this in another episode about nonlinear and linear, that our human mind, especially in the past, we're shifting out of this, but is kind of confined to a more linear way of thinking. As we step into the new earth, things will not be seen as 3D, 4D, 5D, or in a line, or anything like that, because that is, again, more linear thinking. However, for the intents and purposes of this, I will go ahead and refer to some of those things in a linear way. Hopefully, you'll know and understand that nothing I say is going to pin you in to believing a certain way. I'm just offering knowledge. You get to sift through it and decide what resonates with you. Also from the book, just because it was channeled doesn't mean it's going to resonate with you, so take it and use your discernment. One thing I love about Sal Rochelle's book is that he channels the founders in part of it. And they're really good about making sure we understand that human language and human minds can only handle so much. And so they try to say, we're going to put this in a certain language, but you may or may not understand it. We're trying our very best. It's how I've experienced channeling myself. A lot of times as I'm doing a session with someone, I notice that the, the, the being on the other end is really struggling trying to step down their density or trying to convey something that really can't be expressed through language. And I think that's why it's so important that I have access to light language because light language allows me to bring through energy and activations in a way that just a person's you know normal language, like I am bilingual, I speak English and Spanish, so I do sessions in both of those languages which again have limitations. And so as I expand my vocabulary, they're able to bring through additional things. Some people though are visual. And so I bring through symbols. Other people are auditory. 
And even still, some people are kinesthetic, and so I'll have people tap. I kind of cater this session to whatever you need, but technically it's your higher self doing that because I, I set that intention. But anyway, so I like how they describe things. Basically starting out this chapter, um, the founders talk a lot about how our language is limited, and they say, we apologize in advance if we do not have the proper terminology for all of our ideas. Your language is extremely limited. It is designed to communicate in what you call third and fourth densities. Above the level of fourth density, your language does not adequately describe the ideas and concepts being brought forth. Therefore, we are searching the mind of this channel for the most appropriate combinations of words to describe what we see happening to your reality. Again, I just want to make a side note here as I stop that quote and let you know, whenever you hear a channeled message, you have to remember that the guides that, that are you know, trying to convey something through a channel only have at their disposal the language and words that reside in that channel's mind. That's why me personally, as a, as a channel, I'm trying to open my vocabulary and explore different thoughts and ideas so that I have more for them to grasp from. But it's really fascinating, that concept. They move on by saying, As we stated earlier, we were some of the engineers of your DNA structure. Your DNA is the program that runs your life form. The humanoid form began over 900 million years ago in the constellation known as Lyra Vega. We were commissioned with the job of forming a cellular structure that would be able to experience the outer worlds of creation with maximum effectiveness. Again, outer worlds, as you may understand and know, this is um, kind of veering off the quote here, but the outer worlds, just to explain a little bit more, are lower density worlds. So as you get closer to source, those would be considered the inner worlds, the higher density worlds. As you get farther and farther away from source, those would be considered the outer worlds. They continue by saying, we were able to create a form that can be used in all of the six lower planes to some degree. So that's kind of interesting because basically what they're going to move forward and say is they talk about the experience of the soul as it moves through third, fourth, fifth, and sixth densities in various bodies. So they basically say that if you are a seventh density soul and you wish to experience fourth density, you must bring your seventh density awareness down to fourth density. And even though the seventh density soul has a fourth density self and can access that self, the fourth density self does not easily maintain a level of expanded awareness while experiencing lower density worlds. I'm going to jump in again here and make sure you understand. This is a lot what we call the veil. So when we talk about the veil, I feel like some of us talk about it in a negative connotation, especially as you talk about like Adam and Eve and the fallen, all of that stuff. This was actually just stepping down energy to experience lower density. This was done intentionally. Your higher self wanted to experience a lower density world. And so they did step down their energy. The veil, sometimes I feel, the veil is necessary so that we don't overwhelm our physical being here. Like our physicality can only handle so much if you had listened to my previous episode to this one, so this would have been the second week of January when I published it, I talk a little bit about integrating. This is related to that because our, our bodies are going to shift into a higher density body. The physical cells are going to shift. We need to slowly and carefully allow them to integrate the upgrades we receive 
as they shift in density and that veil slowly begins to thin so that we can experience the higher density. All of this is done intentionally and all of this is done as a process of one first devolution and then evolution. Devolution is fragmenting of the soul. Evolution or ascension is reintegrating those pieces of the soul. In addition to reintegrating aspects of the soul, we are also reintegrating and waking up dormant parts of us that came under the sort of veil that I'm talking about. Moving forward, I do want to go ahead and mention a little bit about the difference between density and dimension. So here's the quote from the book. The founders say, when we are talking about planes, subplanes, and realms of existence within the universe, we refer to these planes as dimensions. When we are discussing the vibratory state of specific beings, objects, or energy fields existing within a given dimension, we will use the term density. For example, you can be a fourth density being, meaning that your dominant level of vibration is that of fourth density, but you can experience the third dimension while in that state. So this is where it gets a little bit complicated because again, we're, we're talking about ascension. A lot of people talk about moving from 3D to 4D to 5D and all of those things. Honestly, the way that I see it is timelines can be like dimensions as well. And so as you are shifting from a third dimension timeline, you can decide you're going to go to a fourth dimension timeline. Your body, though, is going to be vibrating at a certain density. And I know it gets a little bit tricky here. But uh, let me go ahead and quote another part of the book because I think it'll clarify. They say, beings vibrating at various densities can visit or experience dimensions that do not correspond directly to their level of vibration. While third dimensional beings typically have third density bodies, you who are reading this are mostly vibrating at fourth density, yet you are still interacting in the third dimension. Now he wrote this book a little while ago. I'm gonna jump in. This book was written um, I believe uh, almost 10 years ago, maybe more like eight years ago. But I do want to say that we are shifting from third dimension to fourth dimension, especially those of you who are timeline jumping, you are shifting into fourth. And in addition to that, your fourth density might be moving up to like 4.1, 4.2. I want to kind of do a little sort of side tangent here and mention to you, many of you are feeling uncomfortable. And I know that sounds weird to say it just like that, but I've had a lot of people just say, I feel kind of uncomfortable or stuck. And I have mentioned before, there are a couple of reasons why I believe people who have done a lot of healing, people who have done a lot of body work and different things and, and done a lot of light work, they're like, why do I feel this way? I feel like I've done a ton of things to alleviate this. One of There are two reasons that I feel like I want to bring through. One has to do with your timeline shifting, which I already just talked about, but I want to reemphasize it. If you are a fourth density, if your body and, and energetic self is shifting and you're not shifting into your new timeline, which is fourth dimension, you're going to feel a dissonance. You are going to feel misaligned and imbalanced. So that's where I've been working with more and more people who come to me and spirit. I mean, they're not necessarily coming to me for a timeline shift, but spirit has been telling me over the last few weeks, do a timeline shift, do a timeline shift, help them do a timeline shift. So if you fall in that category and right now you're listening to this saying, whoa, I think that's what I'm going through. I understand that people can do this on their own and I 100% believe that everybody can be empowered to do timeline shifts all by themselves. 
But if you want guidance or you want a little help, I would be honored to assist you in going through that timeline shift. It's super powerful. It's one session to go through that shift. And it, again, is going to help you go from that other dimension to a dimension that matches your frequency better. In addition to feeling stuck like that, I feel like a lot of people are doing their timeline shift into fourth dimension and into fourth density, or as they shift to fourth density, they're doing the soul integration. The multidimensional soul integration process, which I do, is now kind of a a set, I do it on a monthly basis. So you join a group of people who are doing it for like February or March or April, and you go through that process. And that's the way I feel like I'm helping people shift their density. So we're shifting dimensions through timeline shifting. We're shifting density through multidimensional soul integration. And the two are totally intertwined, absolutely intertwined. Okay, wrapping up, I'm going to, I'm sort of going to bring in uh, the conversation a little bit more from Sal Rochelle's book that kind of actually relates to what I just said. So this section says how souls evolve. And I'll start the quote right here. Let us first review how souls come into embodiment and how they move between embodiments. This universe is composed of 12 densities. Each of these levels has its own unique set of rules and principles that govern that specific realm of creation. In addition, there are universal laws and principles that apply to all densities and dimensions simultaneously, and we will go into some of those as well. When you become individual souls, you emerged out of the Godhead, you had a blueprint, a part of the divine plan already encoded within you. You had 12 densities already potentialized within you. You had an aspect of self for each of the 12 densities of creation, and you were given codes and keys to enable you to perceive and experience each of the 12 densities. An appropriate analogy is that of the sequoia tree, the largest living thing on your planet. The seeds of the sequoia are very small, about half the size of your little fingernail. Yet contained within each seed is the blueprint of the entire tree. As the seed germinates and grows, the tree matures, different levels of unfoldment are triggered from the DNA codes and keys within the seed. All right, I'm going to go ahead and stop right there and kind of add my comments into that. So I can see what they're talking about from a more practical level, simply because what Spirit has told me my personal role is, especially over this last little bit, is to activate keys and codes i feel like there's a kind of a little bit of semantics there that could be worked out but i feel like i can maybe help people find keys to unlock codes or bring through codes there's lots of things i feel when i'm doing my sessions a lot of times i feel like people have codes dormant within them and i bring a key that is able to unlock that that's one of the things i do most of the time these keys are done through light language That's why I really feel strongly about encouraging people to start doing light language on their own because as you do the light language yourself, you have those keys to unlock codes within yourself. And this time period of the planet is all about stepping into our power and really being able to do our own upgrades and our own healing. Obviously, at the very beginning of that process, you need a little bit of guidance to know how to do it. But more and more of my offerings are going to be mentoring rather than just advising. It's, it's mentoring you in your process of learning how to channel, in your process of learning how to upgrade and to bring through codes and to integrate codes. All of those things that I do sometimes 
kind of on behalf of people. I feel like I'm going to shift into a period of time where I'm going to be teaching people how to do it for themselves. So that's kind of my emphasis there. But I really love how they talk about those codes being dormant and as the seed germinates and grows, all of this is related to ascension. I know this is a lot of puzzle pieces. This is a lot of information, but I try to just give you little chunks here and there with Ascension School. So I want I want you to take this and digest it. Drop in the comments below any additional questions you have or go and buy this book for yourself. It's Sal Rochelle, Earth Changes and Beyond. It's a great book and you can find it on Kindle. You can find it on Amazon. There's a lot of places you can find it. I'll leave the link below as well. Before I sign off, I do want to mention that this weekend we have a, well, if you're listening to this at the time I published it, but I'll say the date. On January 16th, we have a fairies and elementals gathering. I would love for you to join us for that. The link is also below that you can sign up for that. And we have four or five, like every weekend in the next four or five weeks. So towards the end of January and the beginning of February, I already have some amazing gatherings scheduled. I've got Pleiadians, Arcturians, and my Galactic Federation gatherings. So if you're drawn to do that, would love to have you join us. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and honoring the divine being that you are. We'll see you later.